Welcome, Brooklyn. Part concert, part conversation, this is the magical musical journey known as B-Side. And I am your host, Queen God is, helping us navigate these streets with some very special guests who help score the soundtrack to the ever-changing borough that we so deeply love. On today's episode, we welcome a vocalist and songwriter whose layered background reflects the complex diversity that BK is all too familiar with. Raised in Tel Aviv with Caribbean roots, Arlene Gould's music shows us what's possible when two cultures come together without trying to cancel each other out. Afropop is the sound, and you're gonna wanna stick around for the irresistible, upbeat, sonic fusion of everything from brass to electronics, plus lyrics with a dose of sass and empowerment. So buckle up and adjust your speakers for another B-side ride where the music reminds that you matter. You always have. You always will. Keep it close. One day when I was young a long time ago, oh, oh, I used to have big hair, afro, oh, oh. I was shooting down hoops like a bro, oh, oh. Everything was perfect to you. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you the question of all questions. Mm -hmm. Who is? Arlene Gould. Ooh. And tell us where you're from. How do you identify anything that you want people to know about how you present and who, your identity as okay. you see it? Okay, I'm from Israel, born in Tel Aviv, as you said. Uh, I'm half Trinidadian. Uh, my father's from Trinidad and Tobago, is British. Uh, my mom is Ashkenaz, she's half German, half Polish, Russian, so I'm like everything yep. from everything. And I'm just, you know, I'm just me, I'm living, you know. Um, I'm a very optimist person, that's how I describe myself. Um, I, don't, I don't have a race or, you know, or a place I come from. My mom always told me, you know, I always ask her as a child, you know, I'm that and that and that's who I am. She said, you are who you are and that's, that's who I am. And when you walk into a room, people are going to see what they see. Mm -hmm. All of this beauty mm -hmm. topped with this awesome <laughs> afro, right? And so that, that translates as one thing. What if you could quickly adjust people's perspective or mm. projections? It depends. What would you say? Well, here in NYC, I'm from Brooklyn. You're a Brooklynite, okay. In Israel, I'm from Brooklyn or Ethiopia or I'm not Israeli in Israel. People don't assume I'm exactly. Israeli here. People don't assume I'm Israeli, okay. you know, and then I start speaking. No one speaking. assumes you're Israeli. Yeah, <laughs> no, but then people talk to you. I have an accent, right? So yeah. I speak to people and they're like, whoa, what's that accent? Do they identify that accent as? No, they think Russian, Portuguese, oh. you know, France, you know, all kind of, never Israel. They don't assume I'm from Israel. And every time that I say that I'm from Israel, it's a big shock and, you know, I'm what just what do they see you as? What do people see you as? Um, just, you know, here, just as like a, a girl coming from Brooklyn.
way that most of your music on the interwebs comes up described as is uh, Afro beat or Afro pop. Yeah. Um, let's just go straight to that question. You know, most musicians either hate it or they love the question. How do you classify your music and um, why? I call it Afropop just because Afropop has, it can has so many um, influences inside. You know, it can be, it, it's, first of all, it's pop music. It's mm -hmm. catchy songs, it's, you know, it's, it's a pop music. And then I put my African flavor and my reggae flavor and my, you're gonna hear some Israeli-oriented kind of uh, music. Uh, I just put it under Afropop because it's easier to explain because you can't say, you know, yeah, I'm playing some reggae, funk, right. soulful, pop, mm -hmm. R&B, and uh, jazz, whatever. You know, well, so I think I it's just, great. I love that. I love yeah. that it's under that. And I think that it's timely to use that um, as a way to classify because yeah. a lot of people are gravitating to that. Af yeah. to, you know. it's, it's pure pop and yeah. it's Afro. Mm -hmm. You know, it has all that, you know. So I just, mm -hmm. just put those two words together. Cool. Um, well, speaking of words, let's talk about language. Mm -hmm. What languages do you speak? and how does that influence uh, the music and the sound? Okay, I mainly speak Hebrew. Okay. Because uh, that's my, my home language. Here, you know, I have to speak, I speak English. Uh, my music changed uh, once I moved to NYC. I moved here fa almost five years ago. Israeli, I mean, Hebrew, it's a very um, straight language. Mm -hmm. There's no curves. There is mainly like one or two words to describe something so it's you know it's like how do you call that a square it's a square language okay and english i feel yeah i speak here like with signs and okay. colors <laughs> we, can we you appreciate play some it. green please stuff like that um so english is more curvy and you have so many words and you can made up you can make up like okay. slangs and yes. stuff like that so it's much easier okay so it gives you a lot of space to do whatever you want okay. so this is how i came with that music uh in hebrew i used to write first and then i put the lyrics on it or i had to do that together okay. here i just you know i just do the music and then i have like a like a rhythm and then a, a phrasing and then i put whatever i okay. want on it because everything can work You had your first, your very first band, and that was in Israel. And 2007, you were on Israeli Idol, mm -hmm. um, and you made it to the top 12, hey. um, which is pretty cool. In 2011, you moved to New York City, and you began writing and performing in English. My question: When did music choose you? Before that 2005 event, when you had the band, mm -hmm. when did music speak to your heart? Said, "This is what you're supposed to be doing." And what was the song? What was the sound that, like, really kind of gave you that charge? Okay. So I, when I was a child, I was a terrible singer. If you oh. ask my mom, oh. that was just—it was bad. It was very bad. 
I did like all kind of sport. I did ba ballet and judo and capoeira and volleyball and everything, just not music. Okay. And then I moved uh, to a school called the Open Democratic School, which mm -hmm. is a school, I, I was seventh grade. It's a school where it, they, everyone, you're allowed to learn whatever you want. You can access any classes mm -hmm. you want. Just be you, you know, just do whatever you want to learn. You can do that. And a lot of people were playing music. And I found someone with a guitar, an acoustic guitar, and I really wanted to know how to play. And because I was such a terrible singer, my mom wasn't <laughs> willing to buy me a guitar. She said, you know, no. Um, so I started, I started to grab guitars from people and just, uh, you know, just playing. Mm. And then I realized that, you know, I can't like play a chord and then sing like an entire different note. Okay, it's good. not working. So I just started to work on that. And then I developed my okay. earring. Uh, and I actually learned uh, playing guitar while writing songs. So I always, that's the thing, I always wrote and I always played my original songs. Mm. I never went into covers or just, okay. you know, regular guitar studying. I just, wow. I used the instrument to write. Um, and it's, I just fell in love with that. I, I, you know, I saved every wow. shekel, which is like a, a dollar that mm -hmm. I had, mm -hmm. and I just bought myself a guitar. And you know, how the old rest were you? History. I when was twelve. Was you were twelve. Okay. Yeah. Twelve. And since then, you know, and that's, that's what it. I do. It actually chose me. I remember um, when I was uh, sixteen. That was the first real show that I had, it was like the final day of school and there were like 200 people in the crowd and I had to sing a song and I was so frightened, my entire body shaked and everything and then I went on stage and then I turned into like this James Brown kind of thing <laughs> and I was like, what's happening to me? My mom was, was like, like this and that was the point that I realized that that's that's what I, that's wow. why, and that's what I need to do, and you know. Well, rest in peace to James yeah, Brown, really but you know, true. yeah, that's goosebumps right there, because um, I don't think James Brown just, like, touches any old body. You have to have something. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about, uh, <laughs> let's talk about your parents again. So we know that your father's from Trinidad, Tobago. Your mother is, has European, mm -hmm. uh, German, Polish. Yeah, um, Ashkenaz, you can say Ashkenaz. Ashken say it again? Ashkenaz, we call it Ashkenaz. Ashkenaz, yeah. what does that mean? It's just, uh, it's European. Mix. Uh, white. Okay, white. Okay. No, that's, uh, you can definitely say you can definitely say white. <laughs> I don't okay, know what's so going on in America. I'm at. I want to go into the parents. <laughs> I'm so happy that we can just go there on this it's the opposite, show. Right? Like, can I say white? No, you can say white. Um, okay, let's bring it back. I am white. You you I identify white. as white. I also. Also, in yeah. addition to black, black. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. So we have black and white, <laughs> more specifically Trinidad, Tobago, and a mix of European yes. cultures. Um, and in this song, we're hearing kind of like a New Orleans style mm -hmm. big band exactly. beat. Exactly, you get it right. I do. Bell yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's very prominent, and so I, it just leaves me curious. Like, was it your parents who kind of like exposed you to all yes. of these different sounds? How? Yes. And I grew up cleaning up the house to Bob Marley, and you know, skating on like jazz tunes with my mom in the car when we 
drove to the north of Israel. She was like, mm. and I'm like, you know, like that's how I grew up. Yeah. You know, Janis Joplin, Stevie Wonder, Jimi Hendrix, you know, that's the music that I was growing up to. Not so much of Israeli music, actually, because my mom really loved, you know, world music okay. and Jethro Tull and you know I was very exposed oh, to nice. to good music of Brooklyn, which is where we are, hey. Um, who happened to have died tragically, um, speaking of violence. Um, but one of his most potent messages was spread love. It is the Brooklyn way. And that resonates with your message that that's what I'm here for and that's what I'm all about. What way has Brooklyn shown you love and or challenged you as a person, as an artist, your process? Like, what, how has Brooklyn, Brooklyn influenced these things? Okay, uh, ooh, in many ways. I mean, I really found who I am once I moved here. Um, living in Israel, you know, when most of the black people are Ethiopians or Yemens or, you know, there's not much of mixed people like me, and I always felt different, uh, but I was ashamed with it, you know, because I had that funny hair, and I had dreadlocks, and I had like, you know, I was different in the view. And once I moved here, I was so afraid mm -hmm. that although it was kind of like annoying sometimes to be different, I also was special, and I really were afraid that I'm, you know, that I'm gonna be lost in a sea of cool people with Afro and, you know. And then I figured out that's not true, no. and still I got so many comments about my hair, about my, you know, my the color of my skin were different. Like Everyone what? asked me if I'm mixed, okay. you know, and the hair. Here, people, yeah. oh, okay. And I realized, just, yeah, I am special and everyone is special, you know, and I need to put all those fears aside and stop comparing myself. Once you come here, mm -hmm. first you compare yourself to other singers mm -hmm. because, you know, uh, American grew up to all this R&B music, you know, and you have these great voices and everything. And in Israel, you know, it's, we don't have that. So I always compared myself to, to those singers, you know, uh, how come I cannot be like that? And then I figured out that I do have soul, I do have, you know, my, my groove and my vibes just come from a different place. Mm -hmm. and, and I just concentrate in, in what, you know, I highlighted my, my good parts and I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting all my focus on that and it makes me, you know, very happy and very confident mm -hmm. with who I am. I found myself here. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, 
It's a cool, it's a cool place, Brooklyn. Did I, did I make sense? Absolutely. I mean, Brooklyn has this way of like, like taking you in and then push, putting you in a headlock at the same yeah. time. So, yeah, exactly. so either way, you know what I mean? Like some confidence is gonna have to come out of that if you want to, to survive. Can you feel the gap? I have been told before. If something is right, it would glow. In a recent article, you said, don't try to impress. Be yourself, mm -hmm. because there is no one else like you, and who you are is perfect. Have you always exactly. believed, have you always, well, clearly you haven't always believed yeah. that. What got you to really believing that? I, I need to... I know it's hard, and I ask this question because so many people struggle with that, and I think that that's at the root of so, so much of the world's conflict, uh, conflicts, from the local to the global. It's, it's not that we have issue with each other, it's that we have issue with ourselves. Yeah, it's an everyday and, process. You yeah. know, it's, I work on it every day. I do YouTube stuff, and you know, I listen okay. to lectures, and I read many books, and you know, and when I meditate, I work on that. I work, I really, really work. I'm working on that. It's, working. You know, you need to. Because it's most of us, you know, we used to doubt ourselves. This is how, you know, because in school and television, it's always, you know, everything is so big and glamorous and, and you know, and shiny. And, and then you look in the mirror and, like, hmm, I'm not all that. And then, you know, it's not true. You are all that. You're all and that. Yeah, it's all, you know, if you, if you feel beautiful, then you're going to look beautiful. If you feel, if I'm going to think that I'm terrible, singer then i won't be able to sing you know it's it will impact it, impact in, yes yes impact right on english you got this good english yes, you got this yes. <laughs> you yes. see and you know yeah Ever since. Come on out, come on out, change! 
let's talk about impact and influences. When yes. you're deciding what covers to do, how do you, is it, what's that process based on? And then how do people respond? Because sometimes people are tough on yeah. covers. Um, okay. I like, because I, I, I usually don't sing covers, as I said, I always, you know, played and sang my songs. Uh, when I do a cover, it's like the song called Change Gonna Come. I feel I felt like this song has such a strong meaning, but it came from uh, you know like a very um, kind of like a frightened kind of uh, yeah. angle, and I wanted to you know for me it's not like that. It's a strong it's a strong saying. It's very positive. It's very optimistic. So I wanted to 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 do that like you to to put to bring that out. How many times have you performed this particular cover? Change gonna come. Um, we're doing, it, we're doing it in our shows, so it's... So you've done it quite a few yeah, times. What yeah. was the response like? I mean, because People that's are, a big song. I get goosebumps every time I sing okay. it. Every time, because I feel it's so empowering, and it's so... I, I feel like I finally get the, the message, you know, in that song. Um, so it's either something like that, or it's just a song that I, that I feel that I can bring myself um, into it. Living or non or transitioned, who would be your dream collaboration, like band or solo artist, and why? It's hard. Ooh. Well, you um, can answer it for today, and then you can say this today? is your answer today, and then that answer might change. So tomorrow. many people. Um, you know, Stevie Wonder is always, you know, I really love Jill Scott. She's amazing. Okay, we'll take Jill Scott. She's, we yeah. can stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about Jill Scott that makes her that person for you, and what qualities do y'all share? I feel like it's something, I mean, she, she has, first of all, she has an amazing voice, but she is, she, she has that, you know, talent to really move you and really inspire you, and she, she used, like, very strong words. Mm -hmm. She makes them sing, sound so nice and cute, mm -hmm. but she's really has, she has like a very strong message and Power. She, she, yeah, she's yeah. very empowering. Good. Now, really quickly, you're, I'm going to ask you, you just throw out a word, your favorite spirit animal. 
Camel? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> because water has no enemy, and camels oh my carry goodness. water. We'll take it. We go with cool your favorite, your favorite flower. Um, I don't know how to say that in English. Those that beautiful. It's chartit. It's a it's a beautiful yellow flower. That daisy. Daisy. But it grows usually where like the cows put. You know, sunflower. Like sounds like sunflower, but very very small. Okay. And your most delicious dessert. Creme brulee. Yes. Okay. Creme brulee. Okay. Well, we're gonna end on that note of sweetness because Lord knows that we need some sweetness in the world right now. If you agree, mm -hmm. please give her a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. So we've come to that time, right? So it's about that time. And we wanna thank our very, very, very special guest, our soul sister, our love lovely sister Arlene Gould and this awesome ba band for joining us um, with a unique and refreshing musical trek around the globe and back. Thank you for taking us there. We appreciate your art and your perspective on a global sound and on love and we just wish you the very best for the journey ahead. If you are inspired, and I trust that you are, you can all check out past episodes of B-Side on our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BsideBK. Or if you prefer live and direct, come on through to Brick House on Thursdays to be part of our studio audience where you'll witness some of the boldest, badass music that the borough has to offer. I am your host, Queen God Is, here to remind that not only does good music still exist, but it inspires and uplifts the voice of a generation that will not be silenced. Love, peace, and change. Till next time.